Hello, once again, listening people, it's me, Ryan Slewinski here, but I'm not alone, I'm joined by my, uh, my partner in crime, my cohort, the second best in the world, Bardek, how are you going? Yeah, not too well, I mean, you keep making it awkward for me to start by saying hello, and you, you know, don't let me fit it in, but fuck it, I'm doing it anyway. Hello! <laughs> You make it so awkward. <laughs> you make it awkward. No, this is this no, is tradition, Ryan. Three hundred over three hundred episodes of I tradition. Do I do not. I say hello to them, then I say I'm this person. Oh no, hello, Bartek. You have to remind them. That you have to greet them and remind them that they're listening people, and then shut up for a second, and then I greet them, <laughs> and I don't need to remind them because you already have. Done you it. want to follow a script, and I want to make it natural. Two and a half hours of natural conversation. Well, to that I have to line. Line, line, line. What was that? What was that? Doom, doom, once again. (laughs) Throughout this episode, I'm going to ask you for my line. And every time, (laughs) every time you speak, every so often, I'll just whisper, doom, doom. It'll it'll be the new version of our S A N T A C L A U S A Force and Doom Doom once again. Doom Doom once again. Yeah. But oh by the way, speaking of that, you're listening to Pictures Powwow, <laughs> the podcast in which we review a film that has come recommended from mm. someone, whether it's myself, like this episode. Doom, Ryan doom, once again. Ryan or next episode and listening people suggestion last week. Doom, doom, once again, yeah. And you recommended the cinematic classic, Doom 2, back in action, mm-hmm. as the DVD describes it. Now, now, if there are people typing on their keyboards or with their thumbs on their phones or whatever writing device, if you're sending it through a carrier pigeon, then maybe a typewriter, don't get angry if the title of this episode isn't just Doom 2, uh-uh-uh. We're going off of the immaculate DVD copy that Bartek has, which calls it Doom 2, Doom with, of course, a colon after it, 2, back in action. I was almost going to say once again. (laughs) You saw my face. You saw it going once again. But it isn't. It's Doom 2, back in action. Not to get confused with Looney Tunes. Back in action. Yeah, I made that reference last week. <laughs> I was going to say, people are going to uh, write in because when you first said the title, you made it sound like a comma instead of a colon. Yeah, yeah. I should have it like the uh, Tumbi 2 game where it's like Tumbi exclamation mark 2. That's mm-hmm. how that game is spelled, written down. And I wrote that on the internet somewhere and the person responded with, why are you putting that after the name? <laughs> it should be this, after the number. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Incorrect. Incorrect. It's uh Ryan had the high ground. I <laughs> like Obi Wan of uh, Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi TV show fame. I had the high ground. Uh, Babatek, you recommended a Bollywood feature film, which of course everyone you should check out. It is only two and a half hours long, so it's only mm. as long as a Marvel film. So you have no reason to complain that the mm. film is too long. Yeah, and slightly, slightly longer than The Martian, which I watched straight after Doom Two for some reason. What a combination! What a combi- uh If there was a Looney Tune in Doom Two back in action, mm-hmm. which one would be in it? Um. I think it'd be one of the more energetic ones. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking maybe Yosemite Sam. 
That's a good one, actually. If they went to America. Yeah. Well, they go to South America. Uh, what about Taz? They could have got Taz. Yeah, he was he was one of the ones I was also thinking. I was thinking about Taz the whole time. Like, I wish he was the chief. Mm. <laughs> when they, you know, the the elusive chief. If they had a third partner, maybe Foghorn Leghorn. Oh no, he he would be too much of a gentleman for these two. I'd really like to hear him sing. My name is Ali, though. <laughs> oh, I would like to hear him just say, "I I say I say, Doom Two once again." <laughs> Doom <my> Charlie. <laughs> I said, Doom, Charlie. <laughs> I would love to hear. I would love to hear <laughs> them do Bollywood. <laughs> All of the Looney Tunes where Foghorn Leghorn would just be like, and I say, and I say once again. <laughs> well, that would actually fit, yeah. Because <laughs> he repeats himself. Yeah. yeah. And I say, and I say Maybe once again. Maybe that's why I was thinking uh, that's actually pretty decent, yeah. and then and then you got Daffy just losing his shit at the plot. <laughs> All right, people, if you've not seen the film, uh, we recommend you watch it. The plot of it is uh, very complicated to describe, honestly. But if you have to break it down as a quick, uh, bite-sized thing to treat the people, Bartek, how would you describe Dum Two? How would you say, guys, you should check out Dum Two. Here's what you should. Here's what you should look out for. So the crux of the film is about two uh, Mumbai police officers who are trying to catch a notorious uh, international thief uh, who only goes by the name A, just the letter A. Yes, not Um, to get confused with the TV show Pretty Little Liars, whose super master criminal also goes by the letter A. Yes. Not to get it confused. Or the A-team. There's just one guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just one guy. Actually... Well, guys, the story gets a little bit more complicated. Yes, it becomes uh, more than one guy. Yes, well, this is just the beginning of the This, is just, this is just the beginning. It's, it becomes the A pair. <laughs> and yeah, that is it. Two Mumbai detectives, police officers are trying to find this criminal and shenanigans ensue. So we've told you the basic things. Now go off, watch the film, come back and listen to us ramble on about Doom 2. Once again, back in action. <laughs> Once again, back in action. No, that's that's the third <laughs> film. Once again, back in action. <laughs> okay, Bartek, my history is very minor with this. Mm-hmm. Over the years, you have mentioned Dum. A Dum 2. I think my and first- rarely ever Dum 3. I think- Rarely <laughs> any references to Dum 3, which is actually the more recent one, obviously. It would be weird if Dum 2 was more recent, but- Well, 10 years ago at this point, yeah. Yeah, but uh, within our knowing of each other, yeah. Dum 2, Dum 3 had come out. Definitely the first mention was in our Doom episode, for obvious reasons. <laughs> Not in uh, uh, Bend It Like Beckham? In which you thought one of the people from Doom was on a poster? In I, the background, I suppose maybe, but I don't. And I, I don't we, just associate if, him with Doom too, though. So, but you may have said Doom in that Bendit like Beckham episode, and that's like our third episode of the show. It's so one of the first. Score, that could yeah. be the the earliest. You see, Bartek has a pattern. Got to mention Saved by the Bell, Grand Theft Auto, and Doom, and Doom Two. Specifically, Doom. Saved by the Bell. Got to remember that. Yeah, you got to remember that. Screech is dead now, so that's how much time has passed since you we started the podcast. When we first started the podcast, Screech was alive. He was alive, and now he's dead. But <laughs> you killed Screech. I remember you broke that news to me. I'm like, wait, what? And I sat you down. And I put my hand on the we'll... shoulder. And like, God's <laughs> like, Screech is dead. I think we were in the middle of watching a film on like a movie night too. It was like, <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. Yeah, and then we had a little cry. 
and then you told me why he was called Screech, and then we all laughed and had a good old time. I told you that. I think I told you that in the first episode, didn't I? And he why? just said that's just his name. Yeah, and that's, that's the, not that's a the real answer. That's not a real answer. Okay, my history with I don't know anything about these dumb films. I have a DVD copy of the first film because we found it at a secondhand store and it has the funniest DVD cover I've ever seen in my life. And I didn't remember that these films were called Doom. And like, you've seen the DVD cover. The name Doom is not what your eyes even go towards. It's like mm-hmm. the, the name on the cover is almost irrelevant. It's like, you said, all right, this is Doom. I've told you about this. I'm like, yeah, where I rem- does it say that? Bartik's like, <laughs> right here. I'm like, but Bartik, look at this. And I point to the rest of the cover. And then I was telling you, like, oh, this isn't actually the official poster, you know? This is just a random <laughs> funny image that they're using. A series of funny images. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't know too much about these until having to watch them. I think you may have mentioned loose plot points, but I didn't really remember anything. And then at the end of last episode, you kind of gave me a recap on Doom, the first one, Hmm. being like, okay, here's what you need to know. Cop, criminal, they become buddies and they solve a crime and they take out the bad guy. And then that blah, they don't get on, now they get on, and yeah. here we go. And and in the first scene of Ali in this film, like it's kind of establishing that thing of like, oh yeah, he's not a cop, he's you know still working with him, but then it's revealed, oh, he's joined the cops now. Yes, and- yeah, yeah, I got that vibe. But uh, I really didn't know, you've talked about Doom, but in the way where it's just like you've made reference to its existence, but yeah. not the substance. I've never talked about the plot, I don't think. So I didn't really know what I was getting into. I knew that this was a sequel. I knew that it was going to be the type of sequel where I didn't really need to rely on the first one. So I went in, I've seen a few Bollywood films because of this podcast, and I have had a good uh, sampling of them at this point, so... I had a ball at the beginning when it was giving me what I've wanted more of in these Bollywood movies, which is Indian soap opera editing style, and which is like a million cuts and fades <laughs> and like the constant like zhoom, zhoom noises and the, the, the techno music and, and the uh, rave music, and I was like, "This is of, what I wanted. This course, is always since, what I've wanted." And since we've recently celebrated seventy years on the throne with Queen Elizabeth, you know, the beginning of this film was very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it, yeah, so. It was a lot of the like the first chunk of the movie was delivering like the, f- the the constant stream of dance numbers that just abruptly entered the movie. There's no like smooth transition like there yeah. was in Om Shante Om. That's very Bollywood. They're just Om- these magic realism segments. But even then, like Main Huna and Om Shanti Om was much smoother in their transition to musical numbers. This was just like bam, now we've got one. Fuck you, Ryan. And you and might- I loved it. I was like, yeah, yeah, boy. And like a few minutes before, like you might hear like part of the chorus like sexy lady on the floor when well, you first yeah. meet the woman or then... doom doom once again and you're like oh here we go I remember and the... then the doom doom once again song lasts 15 minutes <laughs> and then it's while I... other things are happening yeah i remember later on in the film in the mardi gras scene like you can hear bits of like the next song and it mm. was i'll get into my history soon but like one thing about it that i'll say now is that i haven't seen this film in quite a long time Mm. um i remembered most of the songs from it but it was that thing where i couldn't remember quite which film they came from so there was a lot of moments throughout where i was like oh yeah that's from this and there was a bit of like the next song playing during that mardi gras scene where i'm like oh yeah they have an extra version of like the doom theme that comes later so that is about it i watched it last night you gave me a dvd copy which 
was weird and wild. It the image pulsated the entire time that I watched it. So I felt as if not only did I go through a journey, my eyes physically went through a journey as well. <laughs> uh, and there was anti-piracy stuff before the film, which was hilarious, in which it was like, FBI warning. And I'm like thinking about how you your mum got this from like a flea market <laughs> guy who clearly burnt a copy of it, but he also burnt like a got a copy of like all the anti-piracy stuff, in which then it's like FBI warning. And then I was expecting in Australia we have the iconic anti-piracy one where it's like a, a blacksmith hitting a red hot poker, and then this English voice going, Don't let him burn a hole in your pocket piracy and then it's like this whole thing i was waiting for that but no what we got instead was a bunch of random indian actors who i don't know with a camera like a shitty shitty early 2000s digital camera pointing at pointed at them in the studios of whatever buildings they were in just sitting around and then it's like it's almost like the person walked up with to them with a the camera and say oh can you say it now actually and then they just turn around and say say no to piracy and then it moves to the next person remember say no to piracy Say no to, and it was just 15 different Indian actors saying the same thing half heartedly. Yep. So Ryan has now had the experience of being a mid 2000s person in Australia who watches Bollywood film mm-hmm. by getting the <laughs> DVDs from the shop in Dandenong that sells them. From from uh, Bubby. Baba's Home Entertainment. Baba's Home Entertainment. Shout out, Baba. You did a great job. I loved when the image was constantly vibrating and the subtitles were wiggling because <laughs> they couldn't focus in. It was my favorite car- character in the film, Vibration. The edit. <laughs> uh, what about you, history? Um, so, brief history about me with Bollywood. I've been watching Bollywood films probably since I was about 11, I've fallen off in recent years, but like, you know, in the formative years where I was growing up, becoming an adult, I would see them relatively frequently. Maybe I'll see like mm. two or three a year. Mum and I would always go see like the Shadow Khan films that were coming out. Um, so a lot of my Bollywood experience is from growing up, not so much my 20s. Um, and this was one of the ones, this one came out in 2006. So that's when I turned 13. So I was, mm. you know, one or two years into me liking Bollywood films. Um, and with Doom 2 specifically, my stepbrother and I had watched Doom 1 okay. on a DVD copy. Um, and I remember- Was it the DVD that I have with the funky cover? I don't think it was, no. You missed out. <laughs> We've probably got it lying around somewhere. And I remember it was the thing like my mum, she bought it and she like handed it to us and said something like, oh, you know, you guys should watch this. It's apparently like a buddy cop film. You might like it. And we were like, yeah, all right. We weren't particularly interested in it, but we watched it. Mm. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a fine film. Nothing too special from what I remember. I think I've seen it again once more after seeing Doom 2, just to remind to myself. Just to remember, was that better than I remembered? I'm like, oh, no, it's still fine. It's still a fine film. Hear that, everyone? Bartek likes Doom 2 better yeah. than so, Doom 1. So I remember when my mum was like, oh, Doom 2's in the cinema. We should go and see it at, like, Southland or something. And like, okay, yeah, sure, why not? I've seen the first one. We'll see the second one. I remember the second one, you know, was escalated a lot more. Mm. You know, there was a lot more, you know, locations in it because I think the first one was just in, you know, the city in India where they were based. Mm. Um, there was a lot of uh, colourful visuals in it. The villain was a bit of an escalation. I remember the villain in the first film was, you know, just a regular, like, leader of a gang kind of mm. thing. This one's, like, an international criminal. And main character. Yeah, main character. 
uh, Abhishek Bachchan, who I was a bit familiar with. He's the mm-hmm. son of famous Amitabh Bachchan. Um, so yeah, it was just the thing of like, oh, it wasn't, ex- you know, sequel to a film that I wasn't particularly too fond of ended up being really good. And I was very fond of it. Um, and I remember distinctly, cause I've mentioned before that, you know, the way I view Bollywood films is a bit different from the way I view Western films, which is obvious. They're completely different things. I remember mm. distinctly with, uh, Doom 2. When I came home from the cinema, I watched an episode of The Simpsons. Okay. And that was a bit of a huge culture shock. Because when you watch a Bollywood film, it's... I remember when we watched Main Huna, you kind of described it as kind of like a Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> where you you really have to invest yourself in this world for a period of time. You know, two and a half hours, close to Th- three sometimes. Yeah. Um, and you really get a sense of like, okay, this is the type of entertainment that I'm watching now. So going home and then watching, you know very popular animated sitcom. It was like, oh, this is a completely different kind of story. Mm. Remember, that was kind of a wacky So thing. it wasn't an Apu-centric episode of The Simpsons? No, so. I think it was the one with The Simpsons, Gene. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So it was a Lisa episode. It was a Lisa. Oh, that's a different... Lisa- that's a complete culture <laughs> shock. I mean... Female protagonist. And gender difference there mm. for you. Wow, yeah. So briefly, what about Doom 3? Thoughts? Like, are you a fan of Doom 3? It's, so I it's think, the lowest rated on IMDb. Yeah, I think I remember... 5.3, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I think I remember when we were doing the Doom episode, I briefly, like, summarised all three films of being like, Doom 1's okay, Doom 2 is When gr- we did the Doom episode, The Doom, Doom episode, <laughs> sorry. You, you, you did say, with, we did, we're doing the Doom 2 episode now. With the Doom episode with The Rock. <laughs> Um, and Rosamund Pike. And Rosamund Pike. Giving up a chance to be in Harry <laughs> Potter. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I said something like, oh, Doom 1's okay, Doom 2 is great, and Doom 3 had a good villain. Oh, wonderful. So it's like, what what didn't I say about Doom 3 there? <laughs> uh, the rest of the film. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've got a lot to go on now with Doom 2. I do feel as if parts of my enjoyment were removed because I hadn't seen the first film. Okay. There were large swaths of this in which I was grappling with, should I care more because this is a... Like, if I'd seen the first one, would I care more? Would I give the benefit of the doubt more? Would I let this go more? Uh, Primarily, and you can fill me in because you've seen all of them, I was thinking to myself, oh, I thought these two guys, the two cop characters who are on the cover, who you mention all the time, were going to be important to the film. But they aren't. It's the two villains. The 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 the, the, the A and um, what's her name again? Suneri, I think. Yeah. They're the lead characters. They're the protagonists. And it's weirdly structured because you don't know that for a very long time. Like... We don't know who A is for a long time. She doesn't get introduced until way... Right in, right before the intermission, yeah. And they're the characters that you root for and you feel for, and the two cult characters get barely any time in the movie. Weirdly enough, they they don't get too much stuff to do. They aren't in it a lot. It feels like there's large swaths where I'm like, oh, I keep forgetting that this Ali character is somebody that I am supposed to think of as a lead in any way. So that was throwing me because I I think if I had seen the first film, 
that that could have been more of a leeway. It was like, well, I've already spent an adventure with them, and now I'm watching another film where they're a part of the adventure instead of leading it. But here I am in Doom Two with all of this build up of of uh, you know these actors, and this is the story from the previous one, and oh, they've even been re- referenced in Om Shanti Om, where it's like, hey, look, Doom Five, and how crazy it is about these two guys. Yeah, and- that that was a year after Doom Two, so it was making fun of the fact that it's becoming like a franchise. Yeah, and. I was thrown by that. It was just such a weird thing because in also in these other Bollywood movies that we've watched, they make it very clear who the protagonists are. Yeah. This didn't. Yeah, and Shadok and Salman, you got to put them head first if they're the leads. They're head first. They're the guys and you're watching these guys. And so I was a little bit uh, lost in the woods with that. And there were things obviously like picking up who these characters are as we have with every movie you watch for the first time you're you're gauging the environment of the film whether it be the tone the 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 physical setting uh the time period the characters all that so i'm trying to get all of this happening but then it's throwing these curveballs at me where i feel like i wasted my investment in time because i'm spending so much time in the first half of this film trying to figure out these two cop characters and then the film itself is like ah, they're irrelevant to this really you, what you really need to care about is actually these two characters over here and i threw my hands up in the air going well fuck me then i guess how stupid was i for trying to figure this out in the way that i was and if i had seen the first film that wouldn't affect me as much if you know what i mean by I that think, like i think i understand that because yeah. i would have spent a, a two plus hour adventure with them in another movie so then when i come into this one i wouldn't be needing to figure out these things as as well like if you watched a you know a, an ongoing franchise thing and you go oh well i'm going to watch iron man 3 and then you haven't watched the other Iron Mans, and he's like, oh, well, actually, in Iron Man 3, he actually is out of his suit for most of the movie, and you're like, what? Mm. I thought this was an Iron Man movie. It's like, this is is the entry in the film series where, like, you don't focus on them as much. It felt like that kind of thing to you? Yes, indeed. Or if, say, when we did uh, Inspector uh, uh, Pink Panther, Mm -hmm. if you didn't know that Inspector Clouseau is not important in the first (laughs) Pink Panther movie, it can throw you off because culturally you've been told he's the lead guy in these movies yeah but that doesn't happen till the second film and then onwards i think that might have happened to me yeah when i first watched it but i didn't know so i watched doom too and there was parts of it where i was really going man i i I think i should have watched the first film to get this like there was some character motivations some character trait things that are the film just was like here it is and i'm sitting there going "Uh, okay you haven't earned any of this for me and it's clear they earned it in the first film such as the relationship between the two cops i'm just in there going okay well what are these guys deal and it's like well ryan you see in doom one we had a whole story of what their deal is i'm like that's fair it's not up to the second film that's just a part of the beast because yeah i i you know you gave me the kind of vibe like oh you could check it out and this isn't say the film falls apart without having seen the first one i got enough of it but it was just In my sampling of Bollywood films, this was very different to them. Uh, Very different in that lead protagonist journey way. Yeah, there are definitely a few things I agree with there. Uh, With Doom 1, like, my summary thing last week is kind of just the broad strokes, because that's mostly what I remember. 
just like it's this type of story. So when this one started, I'm like, oh yeah, they had some sort of story like that that led to this. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing you mentioned about uh, you know them two not quite being the main characters in this mm-hmm. buddy cop film. I remember, because this is my first time watching Doom 2 after having seen Doom 3, mm. I remember in Doom 3, that was actually a big criticism that I had of it, where, you know, the main one, Jay, was mm. still had a fair bit going on, um, but Ali was, like, just completely wasted in that film. Like, he uh-huh. he basically only, like, flirted with this one woman every now and then, and then, you know, like, barely ever did anything else, and it's like, oh, what... Why aren't they using this character that, you know, I've gotten to know over two films? Like, he has a song in this one. Mm-hmm. He has, like, you know, running jokes about, like, his mums, things like that. Yeah, or his fantasy of getting with the girl. and Yeah, so I almost had a weird thing of, like, oh, oh, shit, that sentiment was kind of present in Doom 2 as well, where, like, they are in the film and they're definitely doing more than, you know, Ali, at least, in Doom 3, but... Yeah, it is following the thieves a lot more, and and definitely early on, mm. I was getting that vibe of like, oh, we A is a mysterious villain thief guy who you know the the cops don't really know, but we're getting a lot of him. Like he's mm. not a mystery to us, the audience. The film does leave a bitter taste in my mouth because of these choices made because. The female cop character, whose name I cannot tell you, I thought she was going to be important to the story. They introduce her in a way where you can't forget her. Yeah. They sexualize her in a way that I found surprising. This is the most horny we've ever watched Bollywood Indian film we've ever watched. And Mm -hmm. I was I was absolutely shocked watching this. I I was (laughs) I really was because We've talked about it in our previous endeavors here, outings uh, about you know the sexuality stuff that they have, and you know can't kiss or this or this or they can kiss, and there's all this nuances to it that I'm not as enveloped in. But I was surprised by how openly sexualizing of the characters this movie was of men and women. Uh, and I thought, wow, they're being risque here. And her opening scene is 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 very alluring from that visual standpoint of how they objectify her, of course. But it does is striking as well. This woman who's no nonsense, and she's shooting, and she's in charge, and everybody's kind of afraid of her and turned on by her. And she's got this legacy and this history with one of the main characters, and the other main character had a funny encounter with her to begin with with the handcuff and the handcuff thing kind of shows that she's actually a little bit dumb at points too and you and she's got this history with a and all this drama and when are they going to face off against each other and then the film says ah fuck it we're bored with her now she's got her sister who's a completely different character that we don't spend any time on developing as well that's always been one of my biggest things about this film it's like I, the way I remember it, because it's been a long time since I've seen it, it's like, oh, yeah, the the actress playing her is introduced in the first half, and then, mm-hmm. but the point of the actress is in the second half. But no, it just ends up being that- the, She's useless. She plays She's two useless. characters who don't get an arc, really. They serve no yeah. purpose. But the first one, the cop one, seemed like she did. She and had, I was excited yeah. for her character. I thought, this is going to be a really dynamic, fluid- There was this moment where they are at um, the house and there's the pregnant wife there and they're looking at the yearbook thing and they're talking about, let's go to the reunion. I thought that was going to happen. I thought we were going to go to the reunion and there was going to be a mixture of the main conflict of this diamond heist jewel thief guy, A, 
and the inner conflict of this guy who's tied down but maybe yeah, there's yeah. something happening Relationship here drama. and you'll combine those and have them intersect and no they did nothing with it so i threw my hands off at the end of this at the end of dom 2 I, I unfortunately have to say this this is my least favorite indian film we've watched thus far because That's fair enough. i was so hooked at the beginning of it and then i felt betrayed there were twists and turns that I thought was really clever. I loved the ending of the intermission. I thought that was exciting when they're in the cinema and it's an international game. And bam, I was like, ah! And the reveal that she's the number two thief and she's doing this. And then the double reveal that she's actually working with. The, all of that was exciting. And it's, ah! And then the second half of it was just, oh, it's this... Indian soap opera romantic crap and now we're in a different country and now we got rid of this character and this character and the pregnant wife doesn't even come back up again like there's a cut at the end of the movie where they've six months have passed and I'm like oh his wife would give him birth by now oh we're not gonna oh no we're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna conclude that one thread <laughs> we're not gonna follow through on any of that oh okay like like the film doesn't want me to think about it anymore because that's irrelevant. We've moved past it. So unfortunately, like I did like many sections of this. I thought it was a visually well-made movie because the flashy editing and the over-the-top 2000s visuals were appealing to me. Yeah, It reminded me of Resident Evil in a lot of ways. That Paul W.S. Anderson way of shooting things was very gaudy, and the music I enjoyed a lot as well, although they spammed it. But I found it kind of charming that they kept, <laughs> they kept I remember, doing it. I remember in previous Bollywood episodes that we've done, which I try to do one a year around mm. you know May, June, April-ish, um, I do mention that sometimes Bollywood films trying to have this kind of, uh, I think the phrase was masala format, where it's like little bit of everything chucked in. And mm. Doom 2 is always the one that kind of comes to my mind because you do have, you know, these comedy segments, action segments, relationship drama, you know, not super villain, but like yeah. know, science fiction-y villainy thing going on. There's like a lot of different things coming together in this yeah. one product, which... I know that I think literally last episode we were talking about how like yo know, if you try to do too much you kind of appeal to no one mm-hmm. but with Bollywood films some it usually works for some reason and this was kind of you know an example that I always point to as like oh yeah you get a lot out of this one it might you know mm. not always quite fit together but there is some entertainment you get out of it it's not even the differences of I understand that the differences of like genres and tones but even in the other films we've watched like for instance what was the I, I'm so sorry I've forgotten the name of it oh, God, the the one that we watched with uh, the Khan that I liked. Oh, a Sultan. There was a moment in that movie that really fucking angered me, where it was when he became like an asshole, like for two seconds, yeah. and then it like moved on. And that was like the fall of the character, but it was way too brief. Yeah, and it was so sudden, and it ruined the integrity. That's what I'm frustrated at: is character stuff. I don't mind the differences of like genre stuff and oh, now we're doing romance and twists and turns. It's just, man, if I knew that A and the, the lady was supposed to be as important as they were, fucking let me know that way earlier. Because 
I'm trying to like care about uh, again. I feel like I cared about the wrong people. And if I watched mm. the film again, maybe it would work better. Right. But I was constantly like, "Oh, this is dumb too. I have to care about the two dumb guys. You know, I have to care about them." And his wife is pregnant, and the guys making fun of him, and he wants a girl, <laughs> and like, and and. I'm trying to care about the case that they're trying to solve. And then the movie's like, actually, fuck you, Ryan. It was about these two the whole time. Even then, I thought those two, I thought, that's actually, I think they're actually pretty compelling. I would watch a movie of them. And then I realized I am watching a movie of them. (laughs) In retrospect, that joke in Om Shanti Om, where it's like, and this time he's not even in the film, makes a lot more sense now that we're talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I don't know. Am I being too negative? Am I being too much? No, it's it's. I, I mean, it's valid. I've definitely had films where I spend most of it caring about the wrong thing or or expecting the wrong thing. Like, oh, when's the film going to begin? Oh, it's over. That kind of thing. Mm, mm. It, it's completely valid. I'm. It, it, I wasn't expecting it, but yeah, it all makes complete sense. I was watching this film. And often with Bollywood films, I'm like, oh, I wonder how Ryan will find this one. There are a lot of little things where I'm like, oh, yeah, he's not going to like this. But I wonder if I wonder if there is going to be like a saving grace of some sort. I wasn't expecting, you know, the caring about the wrong thing to be such a big one, though. So, yeah, yeah, like because I did like what I was following. I like the female cop. I like the pregnant wife. I like our main guy feeling tied down, but he's also doing his job. I like the goofy friend who's the new cop and he's horny and he wants a girl and he's gonna try and get with the girl from this guy's part like all of that was fun and then you have the villain who's this over the top uh, uh, guy and then the second best criminal in the world is trying to team up with him and maybe oh like all of that i was i i guess it's the second half that really dragged me down. you know i know when i i lost it with the movie and i, I don't know why this tipped me off but i go i wonder if this is one of those moments you watched this movie last night and went oh this is a thing ryan wouldn't like as soon as the as soon as the momentum of the story stopped to play basketball i was like oh <laughs> that's, they're that, fucking that's me. in the first half yeah i know that, yeah. that, that, that that's kind of where i went oh well, we're, we're gonna waste time now are we because the momentum of the of the film is actually pretty decent like i didn't feel this was as well, this is shorter than some of the other ones we've done, but I didn't feel like this was too long. That's often mm. a complaint I had. It's not pacing so much. It's more w- what we spent time on I would have adjusted differently, or I wish my expectations were elsewhere. And again, if I ever rewatch this, I'll know that, and maybe I'll appreciate that. I mean, the film literally opens with A, so in a way it's kind of telling you this is about him, but again, it's called yeah. Doom 2. I'm <laughs> following the adventures of the Doom Boys. From- yeah, and like I said, you... you- they weren't hiding A from us that much, so it, mm. it was kind of showing its cards. But that basketball scene, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck you. I, <laughs> I was like, I lost it. I was like, really? And they're pouring the rain on them, and they're getting them all the rain, wet and The rain was and, very Bollywood. And I, like, <laughs> I just got so annoyed at this fucking basketball scene. <laughs> it was just one of those, I'm like, oh, great, now we're going to spend time on fucking nothing. They what is this, well, like Mike? Yeah, they might as well have just shown, like, a static for five minutes and then them kissing at the end or whatever it was. Like, I, I, I just zoned out. I was, like, trying so hard, but they weren't saying anything. And I was like, oh, God, but they damn sh- it. They shook hands. Oh, there was a funny moment where I was, like, talking about having needed to see the first film when, um... At the beginning, they're having the shootout on the boats and whatever, and they're getting the phone calls. And uh, uh, Jay, is it? 
the main yes, cop. Yes, yes. He gets a phone call from the wife and she's on the phone and then it does like like that dolly out <laughs> of her being <laughs> yeah. pregnant and it was like, oh, for those who have seen the first film, you didn't see that, did you? Ooh, she's <laughs> pregnant. Life has progressed. I didn't even remember the first that character. One. I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't know, but I laughed. I was like, oh, if I saw the first film, I would really appreciate this moment here. <laughs> I can't wait to see this wacky character because she's fun. Oh, what's that? What's that? They left her at home and we never see her. I actually can't even tell you what her final scene was. Was it the yearbook scene? I, I, I feel like remember. Was, I feel like it was in the first half, yeah. <laughs> oh, she doesn't come back in the second half because we never go back to Mumbai in the second half, do we? No, we don't. So we never have to see her again. I mean, Jay probably does, but in the cutaway. <laughs> yeah. Of seven months, yeah. Yeah. When she, the Martian also he, ends by cutting like half a year ahead. Wait, doesn't he say that he's been living in that city for yeah, six he, months? Oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah, may been, not have even seen his he newborn was wait, child. Yeah, he was, he was waiting for him to make a move. It's like, he's you're such a, a move. shitty dad. He's just like... Oh, honey, you've just given birth? Uh, I've got to go to this uh, nice exotic location for Fiji, the next six Fiji. months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the next uh, who knows how long and just uh, wait for these criminals to pounce. Good <laughs> job, man. What a hero. I love that guy. By the way, I intended to bring this up, but you actually brought it up first. You mentioned uh, the Pink Panther. Mm-hmm. There was an actor in this film who was in a Pink Panther film. Oh. So was it an Indian actor? Mm-hmm. Actress, even. Actress? Mm-hmm. Was it one of the two main female leads? Mm-hmm. Was it the second best criminal in the world? Or, mm-hmm. oh. Yep, Ashwira Rai. She was in The Pink Panther 2. With Beyonce? Yeah. I remember when that film was coming out, that was a thing that was like trying to drag Bollywood fans to go see it. <laughs> it's like, hey, Ashwira's in this film. You should go see it, Bollywood did they, fans. Did they? I think so. We did. <laughs> Is that why you went to go see it? Uh, I remember it was one thing. I was like, oh, Schweier's in it. That's that's an interesting thing. And similar to the thing I was mentioning about The Simpsons, like, that was also really interesting because, you know, Bollywood actresses, you've seen the, this film, like, sexy lady on the floor. She gets introduced, sexualized, <laughs> like, all this attention and the, the celebrity worship in India. And then mm. in that film, you know, it's just an American film that happens to have this, you know, Indian lady in it, no fanfare. Like, man. Oh, man, this is so different. Do you ever wish that Western movies <laughs> did that? <laughs> where, 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 like, in Marvel, uh, uh, Black Widow comes in and they're just like, sexy lady on the floor. And they're uh, like, shooting. Marvel, I was thinking more Michael Bay. No, 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 no. We need to go with the most mainstream successful thing, right? That's Marvel. Michael Bay hasn't made a movie in who knows how long now. Yeah, true. We need to have Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. She's just like walking down the hallways, right? And then there's just a random shot of her on the beach thrusting in water <laughs> as it goes up her body like it did in the- <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the, the second by that, the twin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Introduction. Oh, there she is. Oh, montage of her doing things. And then she just takes them to the house. Oh, that's the first interaction. Uh, yeah, you, know, you know what's funny? You bring up Indian celebrity, blah. That moment reminded me of fucking Kojima introducing a female character. <laughs> character in his fucking games you see like the r1 button in the corner if you press it like the characters like look down dude, the pits dude, if only if only um if only god i can't get it out if only kojima no 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 if only what was the dumb guy's name in this ali ali yeah said to to jay 
She she can't wear clothes. She breathes with her skin. <laughs> she breathes through her skin. <laughs> she breathes through her skin. So she has to be skinfully dressed all the time. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh no, if I if I can just inject, I do have positives. I don't want to just be Mr. Negatives. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just there was something about this movie that rubbed me up the wrong way, but there were things that it did appeal to me. I loved the opening with uh with Ali where he's trying to be smooth and yeah. he's dropping his fucking ID and it's very goofy and I was hoping for more of that kind of shenanigans going on. I loved when um the they were going to uh, steal that sword. I loved that whole set piece with all these characters running around. I loved that location. I thought mm. it was really well done. I laughed every time they jumped off of something backwards in the like in the <laughs> starfish pose, slowly falling. I laughed every time. There was a lot of humor had here. Like the film is very funny. I had a good laugh at the stop motion mixed with CGI bugs that they released in that one set. And then oh, I, I adored, I had a good chuckle at uh, one of the dramatic cop lines that uh, Jay had, which is, doesn't uh, Snow White have seven dwarves? <laughs> I had a good chuckle. I, I thought, oh man, this is something that would be in Hot Fuzz. Mm. That level of silly kind of like on the nose cop machismo thing. It's something really, really over the overdone. Uh, this is also like Baby's Day Out. Nobody looks down in this universe. There's a whole set piece where where A is stealing something. You've got this little little rover drivey toy thing, and it's just underneath and goes like between the legs of guards, and they never look down. They can't hear below well, them either. Well, Brian, it was black on black. You can't see that. Yeah, you can't see it and hear it moving in front of you. But no. if they stepped on it, that would give it away. Yeah. They have the sense of touch, but sight and hearing, gone. They also don't look to the side because the claw thing grabbing the jewel itself was that, uh, not yeah. camouflaged at all. That was, that was it, it, yeah, uh, a very cartoony logic at points. And again... Some of the story twists and turns genuinely surprised me and thrilled me. There was this moment where uh, she, the second best criminal in the world, when she was doing her thing and talking to him, and he was like, oh, betrayal. I kind of noted in my brain, I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if she was like a cop or something? And then, ah, actually, you see, she's working with the cops. I'm like, ah, there you go. Excellent, excellent. I, I... uh, like I've said with a lot of these ones we've watched, I think Main Huna is probably the one with the least amount of this, but I like the narratives, like the twists and turns and the story beats. Main Huna is the one where it's like, eh, that's that's the one with the weakest story for me, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's undercover. it's just 21 Jump Street, Indian style, where he's like an undercover agent, but in high school. Yep. Uh, but the other ones we've watched, I've really, I've really engaged with the actual narratives. They do a really good job of... Like you said, the masala thing where they're playing all these notes, but they really do a great job at uh, throwing some really cool little twists at you uh, because you're ingratiated in the world so long that you're no longer thinking about narrative twists, at least not not me. Yeah. So, Def- yeah. Definitely in the recent years when, you know, chatting to you and other people who aren't into Bollywood as much, like talking about how, oh, the films are so long... And even for me, like when I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch one or I picked one for the podcast, I do have that in the back of my mind, like, oh, it's going to be really long. And even though, you know, I notice like, oh, we're 40 minutes into the film and it feels like not much has happened, like I didn't actually naturally feel that. It's like, oh, yeah, everything's like happening at a steady enough pace. 
Mm. Um, it's it's fleshing out things that are happening in the scenes. Like you don't, f- you do feel the length overall, but at the time, like it is going. Oh, like when this- the intermission happened, it was like a hundred minutes in, and it was like, uh-huh. oh, I, I could kind of recap the film kind of easily. This was the best paced one we've watched mm-hmm. of them. Even, and I don't know if it's because it is also the shortest one. I don't. I think it's the shortest one. I don't. Maybe by a bit. By a bit. They're but, all over like. 220. Yeah, but uh, that was my main complaint with Om Shanti. I prefer Om Shanti Om, obviously, but uh, oh, it was too long. Best, yeah. It was a little too long for me. I was like, I could use five, ten minutes trim. I didn't even want too much from that. It wasn't like I needed an hour off. It was just like, yeah, a little. And even with modern films, though, right, with the West, it is bigger time is back again because that mm. was also a thing back in the day i mean burn her is a very long movie you know old hollywood used to make fucking long movies as well but there has been a, a decline in that over the years but now we're back up to it where people want to watch the wolf of wall street which is just as long as this film mm, probably uh, yeah. yeah or or uh, the irishman right which was like three and a half hours yeah that long. was like 340 i think and there's no intermission for those bad boys no but there are people online saying like you should watch it in four chunks i hate that tarantino <laughs> would die in his grave when it's like netflix uploaded that like episodic <laughs> release of hateful eight where it's like you can watch it in eight episodes like fuck you did that actually happen yeah in oh, america wow. <laughs> But uh, or Zack Snyder films where it's like watch my four hour cut of Justice League, and so that's no longer even the kind of phrase to bring anymore as much. But even then, with those type of films, I mean, you would agree you've seen a lot of them with your use. Your I mean, you and I are used to Western style filmmaking. Even then, Black Panther doesn't need to be that long, mm. right? Yeah. But uh, this one here, Doom Two, I thought it was brilliantly paced. Uh, it was never my complaint. I didn't feel like it dragged. It was more, oh, I wish I knew that I shouldn't have invested in this thing. And if a, a second watch ever happens, maybe it will flow better because of that. Or I, I fear, I do fear that I'll n- not like it more because it will feel like it drags. It's like, oh, why are we spending on time on this if it doesn't matter? <laughs> I was thrown that the second best criminal in the world, and uh, maybe I'm wrong had no build-up to them in the film. There was, like, no mentionings of their crimes or anything at any point. It feels like something you would have had, yeah. Because I remembered remembered that there was a girl that A was working with, but I didn't remember exactly how she was introduced to the film. Mm. So when you had, like, oh, this obviously female spy, you know, trying to steal the sword at the same time, it was like, oh, okay, I... It, it kind of just hit me, like, oh, yeah, this was a thing, I guess. That was a favourite scene when she undressed from her, like, spy, like, her camouflage gear. It's the most ludicrous <laughs> thing ever. Sexy lady on the The camera floor. might as well went up her ass. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> My, did Michael Bay direct this one? You could tell a woman didn't direct this one, like Om Shanti Om. Yeah, like Farrakhan. Um, yeah, Ashwara Rai. So you mentioned before that, like, oh, you, you can't do certain things in Bollywood films, and this mm. one, you know, blew that... Uh, expectation out the water. The, one of the controversies that I do remember, which I'm sure you've read I, about, I read, but I want to hear more. Yeah, the kiss scene with Kritik. So obviously, you know, 2006, I was used to Western films and kissing happened. So I saw <laughs> that, didn't think anything of it. And then my mom told me, like, oh yeah, that's actually a big controversy in, in India because that's a thing that doesn't really happen there. Mm. And when I was reading the trivia last night, it was mentioning that, like, oh, the, the Bachan family you know, were really upset because, you know, she's going to marry into that. She was going to marry the main actor of this film, Abhishek. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're husband and wife. And 
I've never heard any sort of comment from him specifically. So it's saying like his family had a problem with it. It's, right. Yeah, kind of weird. Maybe he's cool with that. So yeah, well, he's he was like, oh, you have to choose between the thief and me. It's like I choose the thief in the film, but you in real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, that like, that is interesting. If they were like to be wedded at this time, I think it's the trivia said it was like the reveal happened short, not long after the film. Oh, was not released. long after. So maybe it was a secret oh. at the time. I don't know. It's just interesting that they cast her in the role that they do. If you know, the lead act, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why didn't they make her the female cop? Mm. Like, I don't know. Um, I thought she was great, though. I thought she was very yeah. fun, over the top. She was. Uh, uh, really sold those high emotional moments. Mm. Uh, I mean, I laughed a little bit when she's, like, crying her eyes out. I'm like, really, for this fucking guy? For a, uh, all right, whatever. The guy whose disguises suck as much as Dana Carvey's and no, the master, he's a master of disguise. disguise. <laughs> Did you like the shot of him at the party near the end where it like showed all his disguises throughout the film as he's walking? <laughs> <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, old guy, the geek. I don't know why they said the Queen Elizabeth one that's never mattered to our main character. It's like, yeah, it's like the first film that, it's the first one, the first scene that establishes, but you don't really talk about it. But it's like, mm, oh. But for you, the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you need to know. I I lost it. My, you know what was the bit where I I fucking broke down in tears. I broke down in tears because I really was like, am I watching an Indian soap opera TV show? Mm-hmm. Is every? <laughs> I wish that they did it when it freeze framed and went in black and white <laughs> at the very end when they're on the waterfall. And I think it's when she shot the guy or when they're all looking at each other and it would show each oh. one of their reactions and it would freeze frame, go in a Dutch angle, go in black and white and make that. It's like the shot reaction, doosh. slow motion, then douche, black and white. Doosh. And I wish they put fatality or like, you know, um, the Grand Theft Auto. They're like. <laughs> Wasted. <laughs> Wasted. I laughed a lot at that. I thought that was and very then, and funny. Then, and then at the end when, uh, when Jay lets them off, the, the guy goes. Get out of jail, free card. <laughs> Can I ask you? I mean, I'm laughing at it. You're laughing at it. Is mm-hmm. it? Is that? Is that moment there? That kind of cinematography and editing choice there. What is that supposed to achieve? Like, do you know? Um, I don't think I'm supposed to laugh at that. It's like this is a dramatic moment. The getting shot in black and white. Yeah, and then, then the Dutch angle that gets formed and the black and white douche thing, and it I freeze think- frames like. Um, I'm not supposed to find it funny, but I do. I think it is meant to be played sincerely. <laughs> That's why I love Om Shanti Om even more, because Om Shanti Om knew, like, how fucking over the top it was. Like, that that final sequence with this fucking chandelier and the fire. Well, that film, yeah, was a love was, letter to the Bollywood yeah, industry. But that, so, yeah, but that one knew. It was like, guys, this is this is. High energy, like guess, this is amusing and Shakespearean uh, in a way. That's one of the things I really love about doing Bollywood films on Pictures Power because moment that I always remember is from our main Huna episode. There was a moment where you were describing to the listening people, like Bartek's looking at me right now with puppy dog eyes because I'm shitting on a film he loves. And I didn't know how to react to that because I genuinely was, like, fascinated that, like, oh, I'm having a serious conversation about this film that I always kind of treated as being, like, above criticism. Yeah. Because being so used to Bollywood films, I I watch them with, like, different sort of expectations. Like, I kind of absorb myself into the type of industry it is where there are films that I have watched that I've criticized and be like, I didn't like that one as much, but I'm a lot more forgiving of a lot of things. And with like the, the, the editing thing or the mm. shot, 
Like, I remember having seen the film before. Like, I would have just seen that as like, oh, yeah, this is just how they're dramatizing <laughs> they, the moment. But now, that, but now that we're talking about it, you know, in a this kind of space where we talk about many different kinds of films analytically, it is suddenly funny to me. Uh, yeah, because there's that, uh, there is that thing of, like, obviously there's a cultural difference. Yeah. And I don't know what, like what the thought process is there to do it because in our cultural context if you edited that into a movie it would be funny yeah and even then we talked about this recently where talking about tarantino again in the uh django unchained he used filmmaking techniques that were the standard of yesteryear but use them in the modern context, and they gave an amusing effect, mm-hmm. such as the 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 intense uh, the intense uh, snap zooms, which were commonplace in old kung fu movies and in old westerns and in old Hollywood movies. And they're not like we don't still use them, but the way he uses them and the way he clearly uses them to evoke a time period of cinema. Brings on a laughing effect when you see Leonardo DiCaprio turn around and smile and it snap zooms in perfect. So you're giggling yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because, yeah. But that wasn't funny back in the day when they used to make those movies. But like times have changed, cultural differences and cinema change. And I'm sure that even then, like if we looked at modern Bollywood filmmaking techniques and compared it to Dom 2, there would be vast differences. Like, I don't know what modern Bollywood films are doing, would they still make that choice? I haven't seen too many. Like, I think the newest one I would have seen would have been back in, like, 2018. Did Doom 3 make that similar type of choice? Doom 3, that was 2012. Because that's, like, six years later. Yeah, it was literally six years later. And cinema has changed. Even Bollywood cinema has changed by then. Yeah, at this point, though, that I've seen that film ten years ago, so it's hard for me to remember, but... Yeah, I, I remember the, a big part of that film was set in, like, a London circus, so there definitely would have been, like, showy aspects going on there. Mm. Um, I think maybe there was some sort of drama like that. I remember that film also did have a very similar uh, two-act structure to this film, where for the first one, for first act, you know, following the cops a little bit more, mm. there's a there's a, actually a mystery about, like, oh, how is the villain getting doing these things? Because the whole thing is, like, this guy who's working the circus is likely to be the villain but he has like this alibi that we cannot break how is he doing it Mm. and then the intermission like scene just before the intermission is the reveal of like oh that's how it happens and then the Mm. second half we mostly follow him i i I think there's an element too of and again my sample size is not too huge but the the most recent indian film we did was um sultan's definitely sultan and that was very different yeah that one's to the other ones we've done 2017 that's definitely the newest that's very different to 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 doom 2 or Mm. to main huna and om shante om that's very different and i i mentioned that at the time and i was like oh but maybe it's a different filmmaker but now we've done you know, a couple of films from the mid two thousand, early to mid two thousands, from a couple mm. of different filmmakers. There is a definite like style of the as there is was as there is when we look back at the two thousands in Western filmmaking. There's a definite style. Our style was very much influenced by The Matrix, uh, and I, you know, in the early two thousands, yeah. 
a lot of the big blockbusters were influenced by that. And I, I think that's fair to say that you could even say that some minor of that rippled over to India. There was lots of musical choices in this. So I was like, oh man, that reminds me of that Matrix score. <laughs> Especially that kind of techno-y, you know. Maybe next year I'll try to pick another newer one just so we can have a look. Give I, me I've a nineties s- one, you coward. A 90, I think duplicate is Duplicate. I, I meant, I, <laughs> Let's do it. Bartek mentioned this before the I pod. mentioned it before the pie. You, you do a it double now. feature where it's duplicate and fan, and we see two different versions oh, yeah, two, of Shara Khan, Khan playing doing two roles. people. Yeah, yeah, we could. Dual roles. Yeah, that yeah, that one was That would be fun. I remember Fan, I think we were doing the drama degree at the time, so that was like early 2010s. I thought that was 2014. Yeah, I think it's I think, it was, I think it is. I think it was right when we were finishing university, because I def- we knew each other at that yeah. point. I definitely remember, yeah, meeting a friend of mine on the tram to university, and mm. me catching the tram really kind of puts me in, you know, what year it was. <laughs> Any particular things you want to touch on about Doom 2? This is your revisit, so this is your recommendation. Uh, one, one thing to mention about Kritik Roshan, our lead villain of the film, is he is known for being an excellent dancer. He was excellent. Yes, that's one thing that he is super, super well known for, and definitely the Doom Machale, Doom Doom, Doom once again. He's very good with his body. Yeah, definitely. And I remember, I mentioned last week, I was tossing up like three films to pick, and two of them were ones with him. Mm. The other one was one where he he plays a adult who's very autistic, you know, mentally mm. young. And there's a lot of scenes. He lives in like a ruralish kind of village in the mountains with like snow. And there's like a scene of him, you know, dressed absolutely not for the snow, like dancing on a mm. snowy mountain. It was like just the way he waves his body is. Mm. Yeah, he he's... was very good with the body. Like uh, his face was, you know, he's doing that like that actor face. was like, look at me. I'm smoldering and sexy. That's why I liked, um, uh, what was the Khan from Sultan? Uh, Salman. I love his dancing the most out of any we've done because he really lets loose with his face as well as his body. Like, he has a lot of expression in that movie when he's doing his dances and mm. stuff. Uh, he's still probably my favorite lead that we've had in any of these movies. To be honest, with him, like, my mum. Even absolutely- his a brief appearance in Om Shanti Om was like, oh, brother, fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever rewatch Om Shanti Om, you'll recognize Kritik now. Mm. Um, yeah, I, with, uh, with Salman, like, my mum loves him. I've only seen two films with him both were around the same time like sultan was the second one the other one was also like a mid-2010s one mm. that's always been one that's like oh maybe that one that one visually is really interesting because it's like set in a palace in mm. the middle of a river and it's like ooh, really oh beautiful kind of stuff there yeah but uh you're right the dancing was very good here i thought it was marvelously done i i i I didn't laugh at it. I was just genuinely in awe of it. I was like, wow. Mm. And they didn't need to do what some of the other ones have done where they're like very lavish with the production. Like some of it was just like, here they are just dancing and look at it go. We don't need to do uh, over the top camera swirls or one take shots or like have these elaborate costume changes and uh, yeah, I got- all of that. It was like, there was some of that there obviously as well, but like a lot of it was just, look at him dance or look at her dance or look at their bodies. A lot of like, look at their bodies. Look at them go. Yeah. I I remember I was watching the dancers in this film last night and I was, you know, I'm not a dance expert in terms of like analyzing dance or anything like that, but I was trying to, you know, make some effort to see if there's anything I could point mm. out. 
And especially with like the women who were dancing, like a lot of the moves they were making, a lot of arm stuff going on around their heads. Mm. And I was just picturing them like wearing- A lot of rubbing of the navel. Yeah. I was picturing like, because they're wearing like modern clothes. They're in like dance clubs and like Mm. these underground like sewery looking places. You know, it's like, oh, this is the villain hangout. Um, and I was picturing them wearing a lot more like traditional clothing. And, and then like, they doing- show you them in traditional clothing, <laughs> doing it sometimes. Yeah, it was yeah, for yeah, music, yeah. actually. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, I could kind of see some of these moves like being a bit more in like traditional stuff, but this is like a modernized version of it. So it definitely mm. feels like a sort of maybe turn of the century, turn of the millennium version of like some of these traditional mm. Indian dance kind of moves or conventions. I, I, a moment there brought me humor and I thought it was a great little character insight. And this may be me reading into it from my Western point of view, but mm-hmm. when Ali was looking at the, the female cop yeah, <laughs> and he had his imagination sequence where they're married and they're still handcuffed and they're married, they have kids and all of that. I found it rather striking that she goes from like, sexy cop lady outfit to the traditional yeah outfit while he does not he remains the same like like he doesn't go into any kind of traditional indian male attire mm. in any of it and i thought that was a interesting little commentary about like how he sees what they have to serve for him and he doesn't need to change which is kind of what he's like in the movie he's like i don't need to change i just need to find a girl who's right for me and i'm like yeah mm. And then he does, and then he gets bored. <laughs> and then he moves on. And he's like, don't worry, we have the next case. And that was like the lamest ending. I'm sorry. That 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 sucked. But it was like, don't worry, we got a new case. It's like, what's the new case? Uh, like, at least when you do that in these movies, make it a little exciting. Like, like have Commissioner Gordon come up with the with the Joker card. <laughs> we have a new case. Okay, just like an element of a made-up villain <laughs> yeah. that's like really intricate. Yeah, like like like. Look be- at this signature. <laughs> yeah, like um. Oh, you don't have to worry. We've got a new case, and you see, you see our main guy who's on the phone saying that uh, uh he's 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 looking at uh, a building on fire or mm. something, something, or even oomph, some, oomph. something on the level of like there's a new guy calling himself the Green Goblin. <laughs> like the striking name like that it's like what <laughs> yeah and he's out of his mind <laughs> <laughs> he's out 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 of his mind <laughs> <laughs> i say <laughs> um, once again i thought one thing that you would have liked going back to the ali you know imagining thing of like when he was being replaced with jay and like the, the kids <laughs> that the, was fucking hilarious. <laughs> the kids were wearing jay's clothes when it cut away and jay's serious face <laughs> yeah. and it never changes like he's not amused like even mm. in his imagination he's not <laughs> amused <laughs> That was, that was a particularly strong. Or when he had the dream sequence again, but with the sister, and it's like he has more kids though. Like yeah. there's more of them. She looks like she'd fuck more. Yeah, like I'd breed more. Like <laughs> only that fuck more, but breed more. He goes, Mommy, um, I'm doing what I have to do. I wouldn't mind talking about some behind the scenes stuff if you don't have any actual further like in the film things you want to discuss. It's not too much. I just I just there are some things that I read that I was like, I'm curious. I mean, I feel like I, I need to bring it up. Yeah, but are I, there any particular moments that you loved in this watching? Um, I think we got all of them. I just want to give a big shout out to the jet ski scene in Ali's first scene. <laughs> How it just comes from underwater. Like he was just waiting there underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that. That was great. The film made me very sad afterwards because I read the IMDb trivia. 
which was very repetitious, by the way. Somebody on IMDb needs to edit that fucker down because yeah. there's like two facts repeated like 15 times and it's very annoying. And some of the facts I'm like, this is worded in a way where it sounds the same, but now it's different. Mm. Like one of them's like, oh, he gained weight. And then actually, no, he lost weight. Yeah, there was, was like, like one or two contradictions. Yeah. But a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and even reviews on IMDb that I read were talking about how they made the lead actress lose a lot of weight for the role and that it was very much of that. And we see this with not just Bollywood, but with mainstream yeah. movies where it's just like anytime you kind of read the studios made these actors physically transform themselves in ways for pure sexual gratification of the viewers, it makes me go, okay. We were even weirded out by that in the guests where it was to you know, the male lead. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's very true, actually. Mm. Or Anne Hathaway in um, The Dark Knight. Rises, there was something like that, like, wasn't there? There was that one journalist who asked her what diet she needed to mm. get into that cat suit, and then mm. she's like, "Do you need to know? Do you need to get into a cat suit <laughs> like a guy?" Oh, speaking of that, there was that trivia point that um, uh, Sonali, I think the character's name was, was literally based on Catwoman. So I guess there is ah. a there is a so my Batman there, jokes yeah. were real. I knew all along. Yeah. Uh, I don't, there was one description or uh, trivia point that was they on purposely made the cop characters make dumb choices so that you would feel more sympathy for the villains. And I when I, when I read that, I went, ah, there you go. There's a problem. Like something in my brain was like tickling going, I don't, there's something I don't like here. What is it? Oh, it's because they on purposely made our two lead characters make really annoying decisions. Can we trust so that, that you, though? Because that trivia point was only mentioned once wasn't repeated but how okay <laughs> you got a good point there i'm i'm gonna have to fact check you and if i see it's there because i gave up reading the trivia yeah I know. like it's yeah. so long because they have it so was, many i read it all points. and it was tedious it was like yep here this again this again this, this again. again this again but the most uh prevalent thing was them having to force the actors to change their bodies i mean it was like all the leads i think it was what too. do you think about that like, well, how do you view that? Because there is that line, right, in these in movies where it's like, you well, you want Superman to look like a fucking beefcake. It's Superman, and I imagine for this, you want your cop guys to look like machismo, sexy cop guys. But then there's a part of me that's just like, okay, but does the, does the actor of Ali really need to bulk up that much, considering yeah. what? little he's in the movie for he was a major one that i was like did he really need to did he really need to and it, yeah. yeah like and not, it, not to take away from like the you know the, the women like oh they had to like obvi no obviously no. there was a purpose to it but it, the whole idea of you know having to radically shift your bodies being made to do that for a role it, it does not sit right with me even though i can see why but, yeah, yeah and stuff like one of the actresses lived on eating oranges for three days before their bikini scene and it's like uh mm. i don't yeah it's not it's not like robert de niro where he, like he does it to himself it's like okay well he's doing it but yeah and even then there's that argument made right now right with method actors and like those who transform their bodies and it's just like guys 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 please jk simmons doesn't need to physically bulk up to play Commissioner Gordon 
because they threw him in a three-piece suit with a trench coat and we never saw it anyway. Mm-hmm. You remember that? There was like like iconic image of J.K. Simmons like at the gym doing weights and he's like fucking ripped and it's like it's because he's getting ready for Zack Snyder's Commissioner Gordon interpretation. It's like then in the Justice League movies, like in both cuts, it's like he's just in layers of clothes. So it's like I it actually, doesn't even actually didn't matter. He, I didn't even know he was Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, he became Commissioner Gordon and don't worry. He's back now. Oh, oh, Coca-Cola was the other big thing we should bring up. <laughs> oh, yes. So we've mentioned, I've mentioned before, Shahrukh Khan is very obviously sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> Kritik Roshan is unambiguously sponsored by Coca-Cola. In the other film I was thinking of, I'll say this much, there's an alien in the film and it drinks <laughs> a can of Coke. <laughs> I was watching the fucking Spice World movie again. <laughs> Does he make out with the alien too? Oh man! I just um. By the way, you know, talking about the IMDb thing, everyone finds every trivia point interesting. There's no like mm. five out of six. It's always five out of five people find this interesting. So Bartek, you know that that just says like there's no doubt. You have no interests. There's no doubt. Mm. That if any trivia point is in there, even if it's in there once, it is important because people found it interesting. <laughs> uh, I can't think of too much else to say. Uh, should we? Are we expecting a, any further Doom films, or is it is it properly over? Did Doom three do well because critically on IMDb, which is only you know, I don't know what. Indian cinema's like go to review aggregate is like what does Indian what do Indian viewers look towards as a good marker of like whether I should check out a film's rating or not like do they go to IMDb and go oh Doom 3 is only 5.3 that's bullshit that's a bunch of westerners who don't get Doom or is Doom 3 that bad I'm actually not sure if there's any particular like online review aggregate that they care about it mm. all just seems to be like you know you word of mouth word of mouth it, to be honest it seems to me like everyone just seems to know every film I know that's mm. literally impossible but like my Indian friend Maria like usually when I'll mention a Bollywood film she's like oh yeah I know the one oh, of course yeah yeah so I don't know if they need it or if maybe they just are aware of it or I don't but know. But what happened to the Doom franchise? Yeah, I, maybe maybe it's more of like a money thing. I, I don't know. I feel like people, you know, would have been positive towards it. I mean, me, I definitely thought it was a step down, but the, the villain, like the third of the major Khans, who I've mentioned a few times, like mm. he was very interesting throughout the film. You know, we were following him for most of it. Um, you know, his dynamic with Jay, because Jay's also got like, you know, a mm. bit of a deceitful thing going on with him. Um wow. yeah, I, I remember stepping away from being like, I had a good time, but it wasn't done too for me. This probably had the best uh villain in any of these movies we've watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Main Hunaso is the worst. <laughs> I can't even tell you what their deal was. He was a terrorist. Who lived in the sewers next to A in this movie. <laughs> that was the thing that really threw me for a loop. They made a big deal of two points, actually. Uh, one, here's how we figure out when he's going to rob next. Yes. And then the cop at the end is like sitting on his hands. He's like, when's he going to rob next? It's like, dude, you figured out the code. Don't you know? Well, I think that's the whole... 
I think that's his whole like agitation. He's been waiting for six <laughs> or seven months and it hasn't happened. I feel like after a point, you should be like, oh, it's not happening. All right. But there were other points in the well, movie when well, he his... did, but, but there were other points in the movie when he didn't know when he was going to do something. And I'm like, I feel like you should with your crack code. Well, when he discovered like the July thing, it was like, well, he's, he knows the city that it's going to happen in the date, but he wasn't sure which of the two places. That's mm. why he was, you know, we had half the Ali here, mm. me and the girl here. Right. And then eventually he found like, you know, a clue like, oh, this thing's damaged. So it's not going to be here. That This is a thing I missed. And the other thing was they made a big hoopla about, we don't know what he does. A, with all the things he steals. Hmm. I was waiting for like some kind of poignant reason to that. Like, like they say it's like he does it for the ego. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, what does he do with all these? Like, where's the crown? Yeah, I was thinking about that a lot. There's like a line at the very end where he's like, "Here's a code and location." Here's my all. watch for, and it'll give you all the all the all the family jewels. Mm. <laughs> if he, if he, you know what I was referencing. If he looked at him and said, "Now listen here, Jay." I spent all of the money on jewels, a bag of jewels, and the other half on sending a part of my family's house to Pakistan to get smacked over. And then, oh, okay. <laughs> now you're remembering. I was thinking, like, is he trying to reference Jim Sterling? Because that was more of like a jewel. No, no, no. <laughs> he spent 250 grand on jewels, and the other bit on taking his family's house to Pakistan to get yeah, smashed, yeah. and he rented a helicopter, and oh, that's it, that's it, the money pa- gone. The Pakistan <laughs> thing gave it away, money. yes. <laughs> if, if I said he jerked off a horse, which helped him practice to jerk off an elephant (laughs) then you would have remembered what i really liked about that elephant coming was line 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 i just doom doom once again i just remembered i was meant to make that a joke in this episode doom doom come again (laughs) (laughs) once more come on you people (laughs) oh man was did they use it too many times or just enough i remember in sultan your one of your big criticisms was that the theme song played too much are you more forgiving of it this time? <laughs> well, because it was in an, it was in a style of music that I find annoying to begin with, <laughs> so I found it somewhat charming. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? Like this certain type of music, like I said, this reminded me of the Matrix type of music of that time, where it's like breakbeat or whatever it's called, that specific type of house music. And I don't like it, but in a way, I ironically enjoy it when it turns up in movies mm. because I hate it so much. It's used so gratuitously. So <laughs> them using it all the time turned around as somewhat being charming. And it was more in line because the film did have a sillier tone to it than Sultan did. Yeah. That was, that like, was a drama. That was yeah. more of a drama film. So if that film had like... I can't even remember what its musical thing was, but if that film had like, doom, doom, once again, that was a funny, like that, that really added humor factor to with, doom too, yeah. which is already playing into humorous things. Like, I don't know if it's supposed, again, like with that editing thing at the very end, I don't know if I'm supposed to find it laugh inducing every time they spam the doom theme, but I did. I think with the doom theme, it, it's more of like a, like a sting that you would play a bit more, whereas with the Sultan one, it was more of like a genuine song, like a yeah. Well, this is like it's the Indiana Jones theme when you spam Indiana Jones's theme during action scenes in those films, you know. Yeah. But instead, it's doom doom once again. 
like the the Sultan example. I think a lot. I think a lot of like the theme used there was like uh, just juxtaposed with like slow motion of him like walking or doing oh. something. So it is a bit more for like oh, a dramatic the slow effect. motion, man. <laughs> Whereas for this one, yeah, it is like you could kind of almost fit it anywhere in the film where like something's happening. Uh, so are you ready to hear my recommendation for next episode? I'm keen. I'm recommending a, a second f- film in a trilogy. Oh, um, gee, I am <laughs> sorry. I uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to make this awkward. Could um, ooh, uh, line. <laughs> Ryan, you're meant to recommend. Um, yeah, talking about recommending things, I recommended <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises without any other Dark Knight movies. So what am I point. complaining? I was like, because I haven't seen Batman because I don't remember <laughs> Dark Knight because I was tired. <laughs> well, that's a good segue. I'm recommending a film that you would like, mm-hmm. and I hope you don't watch it when you're tired. Fast and I, Furious I haven't nine. seen it myself. But I've read it synopsis and I said Bartek will like this. It's a film called Bad Genius. Mm-hmm. Came out a few years back. I I, I forget if I think it's a, a Thai film, okay. if I'm not mistaken. So we'll be watching it with subtitles. And it's an Asian language film. I, I do believe it's Thai, but I could be mistaken. Uh where basic pitches uh loose this is a loose pitch i don't want to give too much away, is a bunch of uh, high school students do a an elaborate heist type deal to cheat at the test that they're having to take i like that so it's supposed to be fun uh it's been on my to watch list last i checked and you'll have to double you have to look at this for yourself bartek for australian viewers last i knew it was on sbs on demand on demand okay but uh double check that triple check i don't know i have a copy of it myself that i don't need to worry about it sure but bad genius so that will be the one we're looking at uh again i haven't seen it myself i've i've i know a bit about it it's been one of those ones that's been recommended a couple of times to me directly and from other sources so what i'm year, what year is uh i want to say it's from like it's within the last like six years okay so, um, sure i'll have it all in the episode description below uh, but yep, that's it, people. You can find us on the social media to hit us up with your recommendations uh, on our social medias of Facebook and Twitter. Or you can, if you want to follow us and or hit us up on things, or if you want to hit us up di- directly, you can email us at spitandpolished at gmail.com. If you're feeling brave, hit us up on both our social and our email yeah. in case one of us doesn't look at the social and the other does look at the email. We'll get yeah. it. Literally yesterday, mm-hmm. we got a Facebook message, yeah. like really, really long one too. And like, then oh. I woke up, I was like, I didn't read it. And then I was like, oh, I got this email. I was like, oh, I should message Bartek. And then I see like Bartek's added this film in the list and he's like got a little thing saying, hey, Ryan, this thing. Yeah, not only did this person recommend a film, they gave us a request of something to talk about. There you go. Uh, that is all I've got for you. I'm out. Until we meet once again. Good eating to you. (laughs) (laughs) Remember to be kind to each other. Whatever sign-offs that I say on whatever podcast I host. I had a really good, really big Mm -hmm. line. Why don't you give me my line? I'm waiting. What's the the line? Oh. Doom, doom. Once again. I had a really great, really big doom doom once again. (laughs) 